0: So if dan did one thing on today's episode he definitely educated he definitely inspired and he definitely really opened my mind and gave me a new perspective with all things cbd all things hemp cannabis the endocannabinoid system say that three times fast but really that is responsible for our body's homeostasis so how we sleep how we eat everything of the sort and he really took us all the way back to as young as nine years old getting diagnosed with crohn's disease And then a few years after that, getting diagnosed with ADHD. So between the cocktail of medications that he was taking between all of the hospital visits, all of the blood being drawn, it was just too much for him. And so essentially he really just wanted to take a different approach. He didn't like the way these things were making him feel. And he knew that there could be better alternatives, especially when it comes to nature. So a move out to Colorado definitely opened his eyes up to a lot of things and what was kind of going on out there. And essentially pure spectrum was started and his goal, to help 1 million people feel better naturally. So how? Well, tune in to episode 166, One with Nature. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Down to Business Podcast here with Tamar Turner. Look, I think that everybody in my holistic and my wellness And my health and wealth space, I think you guys are really going to be in for a treat with this one. I think you guys are really going to love this episode. This, what we're actually really going to get into is something that I'm, I'm more so interested in, because one, I feel like it's a forever evolving industry. It was an industry that may not have been so populous when it was first invented or first came out or first heard about. But I, I simply think that was because of just miseducation, misinformation, people really not knowing what it could do, the the effects, the benefits, everything that comes with it. And I more so think that there was so much information out there, so many different things, everybody trying to even capitalize on it, monetize from it, do their own little thing, get in their own lane, that a lot of things got misconstrued. So I'm, I'm, I'm not even really hoping I'm knowing that Dan is going to, you know, he's going to debunk all myths, all stereotypes. He's really going to let us know what's going on, what he does, how he partakes in this particular industry, and how he could be a benefit and of service to you potentially. So Dan, how's everything on your end? How you doing today?
1: Everything's great, man! What an intro! I think you nailed it. I, I was gonna say we could just probably wrap up here yeah, Tamar Nailed it. That's that's the industry in a nutshell, right
0: there. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, well, I mean, I would hate to be a minute in and just and not give the people anything to look forward to. But if, if you like does. it, I love it. But okay, so to everyone, look, I know I kind of left them on a cliff right now. They're kind of just wondering. So what are we talking about? Where are we going? Even for my Instagram live people, but. Um, can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today?
1: Yes. Yeah. My name's Dan Herter. Uh I am the CEO of a company called Pure Spectrum. Uh, we specialize in hemp-based wellness, so uh, to the Every man right now—that's uh, CBD products. Uh, that's what you guys would know it as. Uh, but we look at ourselves like a hemp-based wellness company because, like Tamar said, it is a ever-evolving space. Uh, it's going to continue to evolve way past just CBD, um, and so uh, that's the way that we look at it. And um, who am I? I'm a spiritual being in a human body, navigating this earth plane and uh, trying to figure it out and trying to. Uh, help one million people feel better naturally is the mission I'm on right now. So um, yeah, thanks for having me on the pod.
0: Thanks for coming. I, I love just a, my intro. Your intro was, was just as good, and I'm already wanting to dive into some things. So okay, just in how you described yourself, where would you really say what is your earliest memory of where you're really of where your health journey began of where you really began to look at things from a natural a holistic a wellness perspective? was it a particular event was it something maybe a conversation was it some research you were doing? Walk us through that
1: yeah it was a it was a uh, a lot of events that tied together uh so I was nine years old and I started having a lot of stomach issues. Uh, I won't get too graphic, but uh, when I'd use the restroom, there was uh, very obvious issues and my parents were pretty concerned. And so uh, I had to go to a bunch of different children's hospitals to figure out what was wrong with me. And at the time it was ulcerative colitis. Uh, about a year later, two years later, I think it was, uh, it had exacerbated into full-blown Crohn's disease. And that was interesting because I was so young. Uh, so a lot of the children's hospitals were like, this looks like Crohn's disease, but he's real young. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe it'll just go away. Like, here's some pepto or something. And it didn't go away. And so eventually, uh, it was a, a hospital called Children's Mercy in Kansas City that was like, yeah, this is rare. This is weird. Uh, we don't think we've ever seen someone this young with Crohn's disease. But this is textbook Crohn's disease. Like, it is, it is what it is. And so I had Crohn's at an early age and having it that young, they uh, put me on all kinds of medications. They put me on some experimental medications that required me to come in once a week and get my blood drawn to see what the medication may or may not be doing to my blood. Um, and so that, and then I think it was 12 or 13 that I was diagnosed with ADHD. And so they put me on Adveril. Um, and just that cocktail of pharmaceuticals. Um, I hated it pretty quick. And I remember... I remember I would act like I was taking them and I would uh, like put them all in a Ziploc bag and like hide them behind my dresser. And I, I remember the day my dad found that bag, he was so mad at me. Um, but I was just like, man, I don't, I don't like the way they make me feel. I don't like having to always, I don't want to be reliant on taking 20 pills a morning. And so that was really like what, you know, set the tone for me for the rest of my life of like, I avoid, Pharmaceuticals at all costs. And I'm not saying all pharma's is bad. I'm not saying that like pharmaceuticals aren't necessary in some ways, but uh, I just saw early on that like we use them for way more than they're needed for. We just, we apply a pharmaceutical to everything. And I have this theory that there's probably something in nature that can replace most of it. Probably 90% of it could be replaced with something in nature, especially now that we're getting le- to learn about, you know, plants that have been schedule one that haven't been able to be studied uh yet and so now that though that the tide's changing there i think i'm really excited for the future of plants and and plant-based medicine because i i think you know we were put here uh on this earth and probably everything that we needed was put here uh on this earth as well and so that's my theory and i'm kind of out to prove that That's his story. and He's sticking
0: to it. Y'all know to really hear something date back so young and to really hear the realization that you had at such a young age. We really we resonate really. You don't even really realize it, but you you picked up on it way earlier. So for me, it wasn't really a thing of I didn't get diagnosed with anything. The only thing I would say I really had growing up where I suffered from really bad migraine. And so a lot of it came from being out in the sun. I played a lot of sports. So naturally we were always outside my hydration, no matter how much water I felt like I drank at practice or how dehydrated I may have been, I never just had enough. And even going home, I always wanted the juice or something quick or anything like that. And then my sunlight exposure and then on top of the diet and then on top of just my sleeping schedule, it just began to really weigh on me. So I used to get the, you know, my, they prescribed me the visor for the football. They did all the medication, everything that they wanted me to take to sleep, everything like that. And eventually, Eventually, it really just became a thing of, like you said, I won. I didn't know everything that I was putting into my body. I would flip the back of these pill bottles. You can't read half of the stuff. And then what you can read, you still don't know what it is. And then you look up some things and it's treated for that, that, that. Well, I don't have that, that or that, but it, and then the side effects, you know, so it's a never evolving, never ending just combo. So for me, yeah, I, I really just began to, You said, I always saw those, those videos or just those people who felt like, you know, we don't, the fact that people are experimenting with things and in the laboratory and concocting things, it's just like that's not what we were here for. Everything should really be, like you said, that plant-based or everything that we really needed or everything at our, is, is at our disposal, is at our fingertips. So for me, when I really started to hone in on what I was putting into my body my sleeping schedule? Did I drink my water today? Was I eating? And I cut it out. So back in 2019, that was really when I told myself, all right, I have to stop. You know, And it wasn't just a thing of, I was just popping pills. No, it would be like your Advils, your Tylenols, everything like that. But like you said, it, in the moment, it may make you feel good, but then Later down the line, you start to feel side effects, or you start to just feel like you're dependent on these things. And one, it's, it's I mean, two, it's expensive. Like the buying these Tylenol pills. You getting? I was buying a, off brands and a set of Metaphines and everything like that. And it was still just, it was just like I can't really do this. So I love that. One, I, I don't love that it took what it took to. For you to get where you are, because nobody, I would never wish that on anyone. But I love that you were able to come to that realization. I don't like hearing that you got yelled at by your dad, obviously, and just things like that. But I love that you were able to really just make that decision for yourself because that's not easy. And like you said, you're not just bashing pharma. You're not saying everything is negative, but you're also saying, look, that a lot of this stuff can start internally. And we can really just pay attention to ourselves. We can talk. We can ask these questions. We can do the research on our own the same way that we look up what we're being prescribed and how often is the same way we can look up natural remedies, holistic routes, everything of the sort. So I want to fast forward now a little bit further. So how obviously along this journey, along this road, you did a lot of research. You did a lot of learning. You did a lot of maybe even some trial and error, just figuring out what worked best for you, what really was comfortable for your body, what you were adjusting to. How did we then get to pure spectrum?
1: Yeah. So, uh, great question. Um, you know, uh, I think on that research, uh, for me, I thought it was cool. You know, I got introduced. Um, I saw people whose life had been changed by CBD oil and this was early. This was it was only legal in Colorado at the time, the 2014 farm bill of Colorado allowed for hemp and and hemp products, but the rest of the nation uh, hemp wasn't legalized in 2018. And so um, I I had moved out to Colorado and I'd seen it changing so many lives. And I was really curious about why it was working for so many different things. Um, Like I had seen, you know, an older gentleman with PTSD, a young kid with uh, a rare form of epilepsy, my dog, me, like I was just like, how, like it's the same product, it's it's spanning species it's spanning ages it's it's different like and it's fixing all of these same problems it doesn't make any sense normally it's like you know one lock is to one key right like one solution for one problem and so I was just I was so confused by that and I kept diving in on the science and uh, learned about kind of the scientists that figured out about THC figured out about what our what is in our body and it's known as an endocannabinoid system and for me, that moment, like, I remember where I was at work. Uh, I think I was supposed to be working. I was studying uh, about why this was working. And I was sitting at in a cubicle. And I, like, remember learning, like, hold on. what I have a whole system in my body, an entire system. So, like, you know, we know about our immune system. We know about our respiratory system. We know about our nervous system. We know about everything. We know about – I'm college-educated, graduated from a, a Big 12 school, uh, like – I was 24, 25 at the time. And I was like, how have I made it to 24, 25? And I don't know about an entire system in my body. Like, I was just mind blown by that. And I'll tell other people that and like, they won't have the same reaction. And it's just crazy to me. I'm like, how like, you're okay with like, you made it through all of school and you're okay that they just like, didn't tell us about this one. And like, this one is responsible for how we sleep, how we relax, how we eat, how we like, uh, it's the whole purpose of the system in our body is homeostasis. So if anything's out of balance and that homeostasis can be restored, that's why all of a sudden you can see it fixing all these different problems. So for me, that learning that fact was like the, the, the pivotal moment of my career of like, Oh, I'm leaving my career. I was in software. I had a, a cushy, nice job, and I was like, I don't care. Like people need to know about this. Like, because like it's not like CBD's cool and that is one big piece of the puzzle, but it's just a piece of the puzzle. The endocannabinoid system is like the real miracle here. And like what I love about that is you know, I have friends who are very, very scientific and uh, believe in evolution. And I have friends who are very, very uh, Christian and believe in a creator. And either way, If you're very, very scientific and you believe in evolution, then you believe that we had a relationship with the cannabis plant for so long, for thousands of years, that we developed an entire receptor system in our body to respond to it. If you believe we were created, then you believe that we were created to have this receptor system. And then God also put these plants so that we can unlock the different doors in this system to better use it for ourselves. And so to me, that was just mind blowing. Like it was just... I knew I had to leave my career I had to do something um and so like that was the the pivotal moment of of learning for me and I don't remember if that was your exact question I kind of went off on a tangent but that was that was it for me No absolutely
0: you you really even gave us some insight into like why more so but not not even really how but more so even why too because sometimes it it really is just that internal it really is that a lot of times you just have to take matters into your own hands like you said you were in a Industry that you were fine with. You had a job that you were good with. Everything was on the up and up, aesthetic. But once you come across certain, I feel like just nuggets of information or just or just you, you're going down that dark hole sometimes and you come across just these pieces of things and you you felt instantly, like you said. Well, these people need to know about this. If I didn't even know about this and this, I was going through my life and dealing with everything like that. And had I not really come across this information that helped me, why would I not take the selfless approach and then want to help everyone else? And nonetheless, pure spectrum comes from it. So now getting into CBD itself, I feel like. I feel like we just need a 101 here right now, I feel like there are we, we have the people who know the THC, the hemp oils, everything like that. Can we just break down in layman's terms for somebody who may just be coming across this episode for the first time and may have heard the the three words as an acronym, but one doesn't even know what the acronym stands for. But then can we also just take a little bit of a deeper dive into CBD itself? What it is, the effects, where does it come from, how we can even get it into, like you said, we have oils. We have different, I I was even, this kind of dealing with CBD really takes me back to my grad school days too, back in 2019. That was really when I first began to hear of it. And there was a bakery out there that had all different types of things. It had your cookies, it had your cupcakes, it had your sweet treats, everything. But the Feedback and the testimonials that they were getting were mind blowing to me. People were going there for aches and pains and headaches and different things that the doctors were kept giving them prescriptions for. But they went and ate a cupcake or they went and ate this this cookie and they were and they were good. And I'm hearing this young lady do this story in my class, and I'm just like, OK, besides being hungry, I'm very just lost. I'm very curious. Like, granted, these treats and everything well, but what are you telling me that they're putting in here that they're not going back to their doctors or their hospitals? So can we just just for me, even can we just when I always think about those books, so and so for dummies, the black, the black and yellow books. Can we just give it get a CBD 101 lesson right now from you?
1: Yes, yeah, and I will try my hardest to uh, put it in layman's terms. Uh, I think my biggest struggle with our industry is what they named everything because it—I can't get past a name. Uh, But even saying endocannabinoid system, like that's way too many syllables. I lose most people right there. So I get it. We can call ECS for short, but uh, CBD uh, comes from a cannabis plant. It can, it's also found in other plants, but you can find it in a cannabis plant. Uh, I'll take it one step back further of like, okay, so if CBD comes from cannabis, is that the same as marijuana? Maybe there's questions around that. And, uh, both hemp and marijuana are cannabis plants. Uh, it really comes down to a definition. So, uh, CBD is one ingredient of a cannabis plant. THC is one ingredient of a cannabis plant. And THC is what people um, know when they think about going to a a dispensary or eating a, a gummy or something that gets them high. That's because of the THC in there. So THC is by definition what makes a cannabis plant either hemp or marijuana. So if a cannabis plant has less than... 0.3% of THC, it's known as hemp. If it has anything more than 0.3, it's known as marijuana. So that's the main difference. So it's almost like if you look at a a cannabis plant, you can't really look or smell a difference. Uh, Like you can't, you have to be able to analyze what's inside of it. So just like if I showed you two different cookies and I said one of these is sugar free, you couldn't tell. You might be able to taste it and then tell. Um, And so like, to me, it's like hemp is like sugar-free cannabis almost, right? It's like THC-free cannabis. So we'll start there. And then all of our products come out of hemp. Um, THC and CBD, like I said, are ingredients from the cannabis plant. Those ingredient, the name of those ingredients are, they're known as cannabinoids. Um, And uh, they're just ingredients like anything else. And they're are a lot more than just cbd and thc but we're going to talk about those two because those are the ones we know about the most right now so i talked earlier about our ecs our endocannabinoid system we have a whole system in our body that responds to cannabinoids and uh, in our body it's made up of a bunch more receptors the ones we know the most about are called cb1 receptors and cb2 receptors cb1 receptors exist in the brain and when our bodies take in THC, THC has an affinity for those receptors. So it goes straight up to the brain, which is why we believe it causes a high CBD has an affinity for our CB2 receptors, which exist mainly in our body. So when you take CBD, it goes in and it turns off a bunch of receptors that may be causing pain or anxiety. It turns on other receptors that may need things. It basically just flips switches in our body to help us try to get back to balance. Um, And so those are two uh, cannabinoids that we know of out of over a hundred that we know of. So we, we we talk so much about CBD because it is found kind of in the highest uh, amounts in the plant along with THC. So if we're kind of taking clues for nature of what's important, that, that one's probably pretty easy to look at because it's just found in, in large amounts. Um, but it can help with all those different things because it works on that body's internal system. What's interesting is our bodies create our own cannabinoids. They're called endocannabinoids. So that's where it gets a little complicated. So if I back up CBD and THC are cannabinoids, but they're known as a phytocannabinoid, right? So phyto, P-H-Y-T-O, meaning coming from a plant. So we can pull these cannabinoids from a plant. Endocannabinoids, ones that we create in our own body are called endo because they're endogenous we create them actually when you if you were breastfed your first meal had endocannabinoids in it that's how natural it is our, it, immediately our system goes to work and that's again i look to nature i look to how you know things evolve how did how did we come here and like if our first meal has endocannabinoids in it like it's probably pretty important right <laughs> like it's probably pretty important so um we look at things like what we thought was runner's high Like, you know, you have a really good workout, you're like running a bunch and you have this euphoric feeling. We thought that was endorphins. We tested that theory by actually giving um, opiates to runners and like if we can shut off the opioid receptors, we can see if it's endorphins. It wasn't endorphins. Runner's high is actually caused by creation of our own endocannabinoids and then the levels of those endocannabinoids raising to a point where we feel bliss, where we feel like really good. Um, what's interesting about CBD is CBD helps slow down the degradation of those endocannabinoids. So those are really important to be in our body. And if we can rise, raise the level of endocannabinoids we have, that's just one more reason to take CBD is to keep those levels high. So um, I um that's a lot in a little amount of time. So I'll pause there and make sure I didn't lose you at any point.
0: <laughs> Now you got me. I hope you didn't lose anybody else. But no, that's even from the CB1 to the CB2 breakdown. I get it now. One being in the head focus versus one being in the body focus. But I love the analogy of how you said it just turns off certain things. Because even in my experience just with CBD, that's really what it feels like. It almost feels like You're in a new body or or you've left your body in a sense, or you just like you just feel this this amazing high in a sense or just that feeling like that runner's high, like a good workout or just that euphoria that you get from it. So I love that. But I'll I'll even kind of I guess one of my follow ups immediately would be so being that there are so many um, CBs, being that, like you said, over 100, do they. Is this all still, is it all in some way or some capacity focused on the body or, or the mind and and some, just these a hundred, do they kind of scatter around? What really, like give, I guess we talked about CB1 and CB2. Give me an example of some other CBs that could be out there and what they may specifically focus on or do.
1: Yeah. So CB1 and CB2 are the main receptor networks that we know of. And then there's like GPR, CC3, and those are the receptors. So those, that's what exists inside of us. The cannabinoids like CBD and THC, those are two of 100 plus that we know of, and they all kind of seem to have different properties to them. We're, we're really just figuring it out. There's a lot of studies coming out that are really exciting. So one study that came out a couple months ago put CBN, which is uh, another cannabinoid. It's actually what THC turns into after it degrades. And so like if it's been exposed to heat and light for long enough, it'll degrade into CBN. And so this study looked at CBN versus melatonin for helping to get to sleep and stay asleep. And in the study, a 50 milligram serving of CBN was statistically significantly Better at helping people get to sleep and staying asleep and getting restful sleep more th- more so than melatonin. And so again, that's one other cannabinoid. Uh, if you look at CBG, uh, CBG is can't a all It's another one. It's CBG is actually what all cannabinoids start at in the plant. So as the plant grows from a baby plant into an adult plant, it starts out full of CBG, and then the CBG breaks down into other molecules. And so some of the plant might express itself. It might be by the time that it's fully mature plant, it might be twenty percent CBD, ten percent CBG, five percent CBN, and kind of this different profile of different ingredients in the plant, and that's all de- t- determined by the strain that was grown. And so, in it, within those ingredients, they all seem to do different things. CBG is really exciting because uh, it's been shown to have neurogenerative properties. In simple terms, it can help us regrow brain cells, and so. Like I said, I went to a Big 12 school, probably party a little bit too much, maybe killed some brain cells. And it's really exciting to me to know that I can grow some of those back and I can speed up that process through taking something like CVG. So uh, what I'm excited about is I can dedicate the next 30 years of my life to this, and we're we're not going to get it all figured out. We're just starting to scratch the surface because we have to study all of them individually, and then we have to study, well, how do they work together? How do they work synergistically with these two or these three? And so, like, there's so much, so much studying and, and uh, stuff to find out that I'm super excited because – for my company, that's what I do, right, is as the study comes out, as the growing, so the space really that exists is called endocannabinology. And it's the people that study the function and dysfunction of the endocannabinoid system. And so as more science comes out about how we can use endocannabinology, I can create better and better products that are more solution-oriented for my customers that are looking to solve certain problems. So I'm really excited about it because I think my product offering today is as bad as it'll ever be. And it's a fantastic product offering, but it'll only get better because we're only going to get smarter. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited about that part.
0: Endocannabinology. Look, he's just letting these words fly off the tongue, <laughs> y'all. You say that five times fast, and you get you get you get back to me. Okay. But no, that makes sense. I almost um I was even thinking of math as you were talking about things, about how everything works like you said, individually, solely, but then to bring it together, just the different possibilities, It almost made me think of a factorial when you have like your five and then five times four and four times three. It's just like, you know, it's just never, never ending. But I love kind of that last point you made about how what you have now is only going to continue to grow, is only going to continue to expand. You're only going to do more research. You're only going to do more trial and error. You're only going to experiment more and figure out what's going on. So it even one just gives us a look into the future, but it also kind of piques my curiosity a little bit. So now with Pure Spectrum, as if I've not already been super curious since the interview started, you know. So, but with Peer Spectrum specifically, would you guys would you guys say that you are like research based? Is this product based? Is it a little bit of both? I, like you said, I understand that there are certain offerings and just things that you have, but for people maybe coming across your website your services for the first time, what really, what really can they expect? I know they're going to get a little bit of education. Are they going to be able to just try different things or is this like a survey thing or they figure out kind of what works best for them? Walk us through really an experience with true spectrum specific.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's evolving as well. Um, I think if you went there today, uh, you know, we have a a robust product offering. Um, We, we've grown a lot. We've, we've, pivoted a lot. You know, we were one of the first. And so we made a lot of mistakes early and and we had a lot of partners. We tried to go the vertically integrated route where we were growing the hemp, we were extracting the hemp, we were doing the whole thing. And then uh, I realized early, like, I'm I have no intention of being a farmer, right? Like that's not where I land. So I'll let the people who love to farm, farm and do that job amazingly. I'll let the lab guys do their job amazingly. And so we're more of an R and D Product creation, education, sales, and marketing—that's like kind of our our sweet spot. Um, And it starts with education because there's still so much education to to get out there. So uh, we were just—I was just on a a sprint meeting. We operate our company in two-week sprints, uh, and so I was just on a a sprint meeting with my team right before this, and we were talking about how excited we are to um, upgrade the website to really reflect. Who we are today because we don't have a lot of the education on there that I would like to see, and so I'm rare in my industry in the fact that um, I, I will tell you you might not need CBD. There's other ways of balancing your endocannabinoid system. So, like you said, like if you're someone who's you know concerned about price and and Tylenol's expensive, and uh, you know even maybe my products are expensive. There's other ways of balancing your endocannabinoid system, and we will we'll, and we'll always have real people on our chat feature on our website that will never be replaced by AI on our side, at least. Um, I love the human touch there because these are people that really care and have seen hundreds, maybe even thousands of stories at this point of how people have used our products to help them uh, find the results that they were looking for. So um, that you can always reach out and talk to people and, and they'll educate you. Um, but like I'm saying, there's There's other ways of balancing your endocannabinoid system. So some of the studies that we're seeing right now is you can eat a Mediterranean diet and uh, it can help balance your endocannabinoid system within like seven days, like really fast. Um, There's things, there's a family of doctors out there called the Knox doctors. Uh, They're some of the world's first endocannabinologists uh Rachel Knox is is one of my favorite people to follow she's so smart um and she talks about things called cannabimimetics again i didn't make up the vocabulary i just had to learn it but uh so cannabimimetics are anything that can act or mimic what a cannabinoid does in the in the body right so um, that's how i remember that is like it mimics so it's like cannabimimetic mimics um and so barefoot walking in the grass grounding, you know, this practice of grounding is also shown to be a cannabinoid. It actually is operating on your body's endocannabinoid system. And so I think it's funny that a lot of the things like the hippies of the sixties and seventies were saying is finally the science is catching up to and being like, yeah, they were right. And here it is. And here's why and how it works. Um, so that's exciting to me because I might be bald now, but if I wasn't, I'd probably have long hair because I I feel like I'm a hippie at heart.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like that. So, I heard you kind of say that there are other alternatives, other methods, and I love that. So I guess I'm going to kind of ask this question maybe in even two parts. So the first one. We often hear a, a big um, one of the funniest like arguments to me about like the marijuana alcohol thing is that uh, I feel like a lot of people who are advocates of marijuana, they'll always use the thing of, well, we've never heard any deaths from marijuana or cigarettes, anything like that. Like, you know, we they'll, they'll compare the two. We've never cigarettes kill people. Alcohol kills people. Marijuana, it just helps people. You know what I mean? So um, or it takes you out the game You'll be a little woozy, but, but too much of anything, obviously, you know, even they say too much water eventually can be damaging to you. So in, in an effort to regulate this endocannabinoid system, the ECS, see, look, y'all, I'm, I'm picking it up. Just stick with me. But Nailed Yeah. It. see, see, you just made me feel good. Dad. I appreciate that. So in an, in an effort to regulate the ECS, I couldn't do it twice. Is there a such thing as too much CBD? Can that throw off the system? Can it irregulate things? Can it have a harmful effect on, like, can it, especially for someone who may not be used to it, to take something maybe in too big of a dose or to have too much of it in your system, can that negatively impact you? And can that do kind of long-term or even short-term damage?
1: Um, you know, my, the responsible answer here is maybe, uh, we haven't seen it yet, but, uh, it doesn't mean it can't happen. Um, I, so CBD does have a cumulative effect. So it, I, I, I've, Caution people who are like, "Oh, I tried CBD one time. I didn't see it do anything for me." Like I've seen people who have had to take it thirty to forty-five days in a row, and then all of a sudden they see what it does for them. And so it does have a cumulative effect, but at the same time, there is what's known as a therapeutic dose. And uh, for you, that's going to be different than for me. It's it's so unique to our own biochemistry that yours might be 10 milligrams, let's say your, your therapeutic dose is 10 milligrams. And so then it's on a bell curve. So if you take 30 milligrams, if you take way over that, you're actually going to get way less relief. And if you take way under that, let's say you take three, you're also going to get way less relief. That 10 is that perfect amount that like your, your spotty system loves. It's kind of the the ammunition that it's looking for or lacking. Um, and so, uh, there are also, uh, the studies that show taking large amounts of cbd can have a sedative effect uh, so it can be a bit of a like downer uh, so to speak um so there is that but as far as like danger I don't think so. Uh, On the THC side, uh, there is quite a growing study there and knowledge of um, you basically like burn out those receptors. And so it is uh, responsible if you are a marijuana user, or you do use THC regularly to take what are known as tolerance breaks and to give your body a a break, uh, those receptors a break to be able to fully restore um, so that you can have your endocannabinoid system operating at an efficient level.
0: That's why you have to ask, y'all. I'm I'm not going to lie. Immediately, I thought his answer was going to be yes. You know, Too much of anything is just bad, but it's all about you. And that's why I love certain things like this. I love kind of the holistic, the natural, the wellness route, because it's really all specific to you. While one thing may work for someone else, it may have a totally adverse effect or no effect at all on another person. And while something may have an adverse effect on you, you really feel it. That other person, like he said, may have to go 30, 45 times. And now we're like, okay, now my body's acclimated, it's getting back to it. Everybody's, you know, upbringing. The ECS, it's all just a different model, but essentially it all can be affected in the same way. So I guess now moving forward to the, the second part of that question, I would more so also want to be concerned about, not even more so concerned, but I'm interested to see what else is done in I guess we would say in accordance with taking the CBD. I know that you're not just taking the CBD and that's it. You kind of just call it a day. It is what it is. I know that there are maybe other routines, maybe even other practices. Like you said, the grounding, the walking in the grass, everything like that, maybe meditation, anything like that. Is there anything even personally that you can share? Or is there any, I would say even practices or, or things of nature that you found to be helpful in combination with CBD and everything and even your routine?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, You can't see it up here. But I have uh, daily goals that include a lot of those. And a lot of them are based on, uh, you know, Andrew Huberman's research, I'm sure you're familiar with him, Uh, neuroscientists and um, mindfulness meditations, huge. Um, He is big on something called non sleep, deep rest. Uh, And so if I'm overwhelmed in a certain day, uh, you know, CBD can help, but non-sleep deep rest can too. You can literally YouTube it. Uh, he has one that he does and it's kind of just like focusing on different area of the body. but the science is clear that it's like the same as taking a 40 minute nap and you can do it in eight minutes. And so it's just kind of a, like a brain reset. Um, so I really like NSDR, um, meditation. I try to do every morning, which works out really well for me right now, because um, I work out really early in the morning, right before the sun rises. And so when I'm finishing that, I, I actually meditate after I work out. And my fiance is really into um, taking care of hummingbirds around the area and so they all kind of know to come to our house and feed out of the hummingbird feeders so I'll hear them buzzing around my head as I'm meditating and it's just such a cool way to start the day that uh, I don't know scientifically if it's bouncing my ECS or anything like that but I just enjoy starting the day that way so um those things and then uh I think you know Wim Hof has been amazing for uh, bringing light to breath work. Now you see people cold plunging, which also, uh, is, you know, bringing light to breath work. But I think there's huge untapped potential in learning the power of your breath. It's one of those things that's, you know, we do it without thinking about it. So big deal. Right. But once you actually take control of that and you, again, there's tons of breath work practices on YouTube, you can try out. And I've tried out a few where like, my whole body buzzes and I feel amazing after. And so uh, really cool. The things that we have access to without needing to buy anything or do anything, uh, just taking the time to learn about it and do it.
0: And I really think that's the beauty of just life in general, that there, there is so much just information at our disposal. And ultimately, it's up for us to to do that research, to do those practices. Like you said, you, you can go on YouTube and, and go through a few. All of them may not work, but some of them could, could give you that buzz, could give you that feeling, could just be something for you that's regenerative. And I have, to your point as well, I have seen even a lot of my, more so my boys, I got to take my hat off to y'all because I stopped doing it during football season. But those cold baths, man, those are, those are something. I remember just having to put a leg in there sometimes or just the hit. But the whole body, man, it's, it's something different. But I would say if you've never done that, start with a cold shower. Maybe, maybe that'll kind of work your way to it because that cold plunge can be definitely something very different. So I hear a lot of your journey and really how personal this is to you and why you really wanted to come into this. And not even really from a monetary perspective, but why you really made this a business as a way to get out to the masses, as a way to educate, help assist and really just give, I feel like you're shedding light on a new perspective or like an untapped just gem almost. There are a lot of just things out there that you, whereas today I, I felt like I had, I would say a pretty good grasp of CBD, what it what it does, what it can do. It took me since, like I said, that bakery that I got introduced to back in 2019, it took me all the way till now to understand some things. But you've also really just opened my mind even to just newfound information, just things that I had never heard of acronyms, the abbreviations, the the (laughs) cannabinoids, everything of the sort. Now, why, and I guess I just want to say this as simply as possible, but I don't want it to just be so blunt, but why does pure spectrum exist? Why do y'all do what y'all do? Why? Because this could have easily been something where you kept this within yourself, maybe even spread it to your circle, maybe the family, maybe just immediate, maybe the friend group or anything. But the fact that you came into this educating people product, market research, everything that you're doing to to really get up. Because I feel like people don't understand that when you come into business, it's really not about you anymore, especially when you're a product-based or service-based or anything like that. People are literally relying on you. There's some website that I've gone to or some people who I've talked to where I'm just like, look, I'm praying that everything you're saying is accurate and correct because I am nowhere an expert on anything. So I'm taking what you're saying, obviously, with a little bit of grain of salt, but not really anything at all. But the fact that you're doing this, it places a great responsibility on you, too. So why is Pure Spectrum doing what they're doing on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, man, that's a, that's a great question. And it's been a journey. I don't think we have time to, to dive into the whole thing here. Uh, you know, I was a co-founder of it back in 2015 and um, learned a hard lesson of entrepreneurship and business of, you know, be careful who you partner with. I partnered with an older gentleman I thought could be a mentor to me. And it turned out uh, he wasn't. Uh, he was, um, uh, he I have a very fixed moral compass and he didn't is the nicest way I can put that. And, um, and so I ended up having to step down from the company in 2019. I left, uh, I sold my equity. I walked away from the company. It was the hardest thing I've ever done because I poured my blood, sweat and tears into this company. Um, I was asked to come back in 2021. Again, it's a, a longer story. I was asked to come back. He was removed by the other shareholders. Uh, I was unanimously voted back. And so this thing has, been the hardest journey I, I could imagine. And, um, it's all been worth it because we do what we do because we've seen time and time again, people come to us in tears, people c- call us and we've completely changed their life. We've given them hope where they thought that that hope no longer existed. And when you see that time and time again, like it's a, it's a duty that just gets buried into your soul of like, I have to get up today. I have to go to work today. I have to do it because who knows the next story I'm going to find? Who knows that person that's out there that could be listening to this podcast right now that's like, you know, I've never tried it, but I've been dealing with this for so long and I've been on that hamster wheel of pharmaceuticals and maybe it'll work for me. Maybe it'll make me feel better and I can be on something natural. And so yeah, I've seen miraculous stories, multiple, multiple uh, stories where I'm like, it it feels like a duty. It feels like if I don't, someone's going to have to suffer because I chose to not go down this path anymore. Like that's just, uh, it feels bigger than me. And so pure spectrum exists because um, I have a mentor at at one point, he left a, a large impression on me. And he said, Dan, if you find yourself saying someone should do something about that, you're the someone, right? And so I found myself saying like, how does no one know about this? Like, why are we not, we're still not teaching the endocannabinoid system to doctors that are graduating today. Less than 10% of medical schools even teach the system. So it, it just felt like a duty to me of like, okay, we're going to doctors that don't even have a complete picture of what's going on in our bodies. And uh, I don't know everything. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I shouldn't be the one in this position. You should be talking to a doctor that's way more educated than me. But, you know, I've gotten myself educated over the last eight years. I feel like I might be able to earn an honorary doctorate or something in endocannabinology one day, but um, it's it should have been somebody else, but it's it's not. And I found myself saying someone should do something about that and hearing my mentor being like, you're the someone do it. Uh, so in, in a roundabout way, that's why Peer Spectrum exists and will exist for hopefully the rest of my life. If
0: not me, then who?
1: It it takes a lot to come into something. Like
0: you said, pour everything that you had and put your best foot forward and everybody not see the same vision or everybody not have the same intention behind the brand. And then to I I could imagine just how difficult that was to to step away. And then just the year went by and the second year came. And now to come back, it was just I know it had to just be a feeling of almost rebirth in a sense or like you just you were. A, a reawakening and then just to hear that like you said said person was no longer there it, it even probably allowed you to come into it just with a better in a better headspace and a better environment and really just for the betterment of the company and the organization and then like you said now to really look at it and to think that this is just not something that we're doing right now this is just not something that we're going to do for the next year to anything like that this is this is life this is this is going to be as long as we can make this thing happen so in thinking about that i love just the futuristic outlook and i feel like that you painted that picture for us slightly and just saying that, you know, the you're, you're, where you're at right now, this is probably, in a sense, the worst you'll get because you can only really continue to to build and be better and do better. And that's not even really, I, I use worst with an asterisk next to it for the people who really maybe not have, not have caught what I'm referring to, but he was basically just saying where he is right now, it's his best, but it's also only going to elevate. So if he can only get better, then it also is his worst, just the same. So I am very curious to know and just to, to tap into a little bit of Pure Spectrum later down the line. Now, without spoiling anything, without revealing anything that um, you don't want people to know just yet, what does the future outlook look for? Look like for Pure Spectrum? Are you guys tapping into new products, new services? Obviously, a lot more research, a lot more CBs, and a lot of more testing and anything like that. But is there anything immediately that you can share, anything that you're even looking forward to getting into as time goes on?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. Um... I'm never worried about uh, talking about the vision or like someone's going to steal it because no one's going to execute, like we'll execute. So I'm really not worried about that. Uh, What I do and that's not egotistical, I have a great team, Um, but I. I see pure spectrum evolving into uh, a globally recognized natural wellness brand, Uh, you know, right now we're focused on hemp and cannabinoids, and that's where we'll be focused for a long time. Um, I think a lot of people get started in business and they they cast too wide of a net too early and they, they try to do it all and they don't become an expert in any one thing. And we're laser focused on becoming, you know, uh, providing the best cannabinoid based products in the market um, and based on the most current research that we have available. Um, and we'll always do right by the customer. Uh, so. What I mean by that is one of our biggest product lines, we actually had a vape line. You won't see it on our website today. Uh, We had a vape line because the studies did show, the research showed that the fastest way to get CBD past the blood brain barrier so that it could be therapeutic in the body, vaping was one of the fastest delivery methods. And so we looked at that and didn't look at a big enough picture and said like, well, we need this so we can deliver CBD fast. Um, And then you know, more and more studies were coming out, and and we kind of took a step back and we we're like, but is is vaping in and of itself safe or healthy? Is heating a metal cartridge into these you know really high temperatures you know that are probably made from China, maybe have glue and whatever else in them? Who knows what else you're getting along with the CBD? Is that safe? Is that healthy to give to our customers? And we couldn't say yes definitively. And so this line made us multi million dollars a year, and we cut the whole line. We said we're not doing it not even providing the vape. Um, And that was a hard decision to make, but we are playing an infinite game while everyone else is playing finite games. So you alluded to it earlier, like a lot of people got in the industry for a cash grab and a lot of them saw success because it's easy to put CBD in a cookie or something and get like crazy stories because CBD in and of itself works. And so how do you set yourself apart when everyone can do that? And we just are going to play a longer game than everyone else. We're going to be playing an infinite game while everyone else plays finite games. And so we can make better and better decisions uh, on what products we allow out and whatnot. And, um, you know, I always like to simplify things to the easiest way that my brain can understand it. And so like what, Pure spectrum products will be put out. Like my litmus test for if they'll be allowed to be a pure spectrum product is will I allow my mom to take it? That's it. Like, will I allow my mom to take it? If it doesn't meet that standard, if I'm not gonna give it to a bunch of other customers. So getting back to your original question, what does pure spectrum become? Well, first we're focused on becoming uh, you know, uh, the best cannabinoid company in the world, phytocannabinoid. Uh, you know, we can we have a little time left we talked about endocannabinoids and phytocannabinoids, but there's also what are known as synthetic cannabinoids. So they create these in a lab, almost the same as pharmaceuticals. You've probably seen Delta eight, Delta nine, like these legal ways of getting high. Those are synthetic cannabinoids. Pure spectrum will never offer them. Uh, I don't believe in them, but again, I got in this industry cause I was searching for a natural route. So like if we're going to synthesize and mimic what's happening in nature, that's that just it doesn't line align with my purpose I'm sure they it might serve its own purpose and there might be a company out there that specializes in synthetic cannabinoids and does it the right way that's just not the the path that pure spectrums on so uh, right now we're focused on cannabinoids right now we're focused on hemp based wellness wellness but uh, you know play this out 30 70 years it could evolve into much more than that it could be all things natural wellness. You know, it could be a pure offering of this spectrum of of natural wellness. Um, I'm focused right now on the mission and the mission is to help 1 million people or animals. We do have a pet line as well. Animals have endocannabinoid systems as well. So uh, 1 million people and or animals feel better naturally is the mission right now. Um, Once we we climb that mountain and we'll look at the next one. Uh, But that's what we're doing right now.
0: If you didn't have people up until this point, you got them when you said pets. If it's one thing i know about my audience, they love animals. They they probably love animals. If I if I brought a dog on here, and we just sat across from each other, that'd probably be my most watched episode. We wouldn't even have to say a <laughs> word. They would just, I don't know. It's just something about it's just something about that that chemistry there. But no, I really love to hear you touch on just the infinite perspective and just about how yes, you can you can do this now. You can you can make things happen now, but I'm thinking about long term. I'm thinking about how companies, like you said, are going to come and do that quick cash grab, maybe come out with a product, maybe be a one hit wonder, maybe find that uh, that cartridge that works just the best. But can we say definitively that this is this is going to be can we say definitively that it passes the litmus test? And like you, I think that's the most simple litmus test of them all. I feel like that should be a, a standard just across any product. Would you would you give this to your mother? Would you give this to your father? Would you give this to your grandmother? Anything like that? So why? Do it to other because I'm pretty sure if we really did that across multiple brands, that everybody wouldn't still be here today. You know what I mean? So we don't have to, we don't have to say and call any names out. But I just love to hear that because I, I love the idea of something that is ever changing, ever evolving. I feel like we live in a world where you have to be that. Yes, you definitely want to specialize and be good at what you do, but you also want to recognize too that once you become almost a master of that skill or you become very just thorough in it. We want to start to expand. We want to start to expand. Like you said, that's probably why the animals came in, because once we realized that, oh, they have the system, too. Okay. well, well, how can we. One, we know that animals are not humans, but we know that they have similarities and different things like that. So let's run some of these tests, but let's do it from this perspective. And you know, moving forward, like you said, 30 years from now, we could be looking and talking about something totally different. So I'm very excited just to see that I'm very excited. One, just because of so much that I've learned today and so much that when I play this episode back, when I do the research, when I do my Googles and everything like that, it's just gonna have the mind really turn it, but it's also just letting me know that look, this is really we're really just scratching the surface here. We're we're only going up, up, up and above. So Before we officially wrap things up, before we tell people where they can find you, where they can check out Pure Spectrum and everything of the sort, do you feel like there's anything that we have not touched on today? Any last words that you even want to leave for other business owners, entrepreneurs out there, Any even maybe myths or stereotypes that you want to debunk about the industry and what you're in? Give us anything that you want to leave us with.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I can plug my products all day long. I can tell you about how CBD may or may not help you or your dog. but this is this podcast is called the down to business podcast right and like it's focused on business in a way and um so the the listeners i want to provide value on that on that side and we talked about it earlier i had a why going into this i didn't like big pharma i saw miracles happening i thought like, wow, someone needs to do something about this. This is a giant mission that someone needs to take on. And I found myself saying someone should do something about that. So I did that. Entrepreneurship is glorified in the media. It's uh, easy to make look easy. It's the hardest, loneliest path you'll ever choose if you choose it. It's definitely not for everyone. If people say that it is, they're wrong. There was plenty of times where I looked back down my path and said, did I make the right choice? Like I was in a cushy job when I left work at five o'clock, I left it at the office. When you're an entrepreneur, that disappears. There's no more leave. I don't care if you're on vacation. I don't care if you're at a concert. It's always with you. It's always in the back of your mind. It's the loneliest thing you'll ever do. And if you don't have that giant why, it will crush you. You have to have that why because it's there's going to be curveballs thrown your way. There's going to be times where you're worried about can I pay my employees? All of that stuff. The stress can be crazy at times. And if you don't have that thing that's both pulling you and pushing you, like it's 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 probably not going to work out. And so um, since this is the down to business podcast, uh, I think. That was something that was just on my mind of like I think just today, like there's just this thing out in the world of like entrepreneurship's the thing. Like, what are you doing sitting at a job? You're wasting your time. Go start your own business. And I believe in side hustles all day long, for sure. If you're if you don't have, you know, the income level that you want, if you can't buy your the concert tickets or whatever you want to do, um, like start a five to nine for sure after your nine to five. Like that's a, a viable route, but putting it all on the line and, and then other people's livelihoods and everything else, like entrepreneurship is, is tough and it's very lonely. And so, uh, you know, having to find, getting to find other entrepreneurs that are on that level is almost crucial. Um, my friends call it business therapy. We'll get together like once or twice a month and, um, have coffee or have drinks. And they're kind of the only ones that that can relate to that. So, uh, I think, You know, Simon Sinek talks about finding your why and and all of this. And uh, it really has to be a big enough mission that no matter what gets thrown your way, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how hard it is, you continue to push on no matter what. Um, And so that starts with that mission. So um, that was all I wanted to say on the Down to Business podcast to wrap up.
0: Well, I appreciate you getting down to business with us, Dan. You definitely have some people even on my Instagram that resonated with that a lot just because the. Man, the entrepreneurial journey is a unique one, but it is a eye-opening one. And, you know, I, as inclusive as sometimes we want to be, some people, we need nine to fivers. We need five to niners. We need both, you know. So yes. it's, it's all about where you kind of fit in in that spectrum and in that circle. But, no, I we really do appreciate that. I, so thank you for leaving that with myself as well as my listeners now. Arguably, Now, you said a lot of important things today, but this is arguably the most important thing because to me, this is really where we do the call to action. And my listeners, my followers, everybody who knows me, you know I love a good call to action, even if it's, it's against myself sometimes. So for the people out there, for everybody tapping in, can you just tell us one of the best places to reach you, the website, the products, everything for people who want to learn more about Pure Spectrum, which you guys offer, follow along with the journey, and even you personally, where can we find you?
1: Yeah, uh, the website is Pure spectrumcbd.com. Um, that's, you can find a ton of stuff there. If you place an order with us, if you opt into our emails, uh, we send out all kinds of educational emails. Uh, I often pop in there and we'll send out some personal emails to the group. Um, and we do a lot of fun stuff. So if you do order uh, every once in a while, we'll do some family Fridays where we just pick some random order numbers and just like give them everything that we have uh, just for fun. Because I also believe in business, you got to have fun. Uh, I think people skip out on the fun part too much and that's, it's a core value of mine. It's one of my top four. Um, So you got to have fun. So you can find us at Pure Spectrum CBD. Uh, If you're looking for more information on uh, socials, where we just started a new educational account for me. It's called Dan Hempman. So Dan Hempman, pretty easy to remember, um, and it doesn't have any of my personal nonsense on there of shirtless photos or anything like that. It's just educational about CBD and hemp. Uh, so you can find that there. And then uh, I'll get with Tamar on when this is going to be released, because when it does get released. I hope no one, uh, none of my other affiliates or podcasters are watching this. Uh, but if they are, I'll do the same for you. Just tell me. Uh, for the 48 hours after this gets released, I'm gonna do a 30% off code. It's way too high. <laughs> I'm so glad my director of customer service isn't right here, like she normally is, because she'd be like. But doesn't matter because I'm here by myself. I can do whatever I want. 30% for 48 hours is going to be D2B, obviously, down to business. D2B, we're going to keep it easy. Um, but that is for the listeners of this, for Tamar being such a gracious host, being awesome. I had a blast being here with you, and I hope it's not the last one. Hopefully, we can follow up in the year or something and see where each other's at. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.
0: Man, if... if all right. So I got to explain why that just made my day, y'all. One full transparency. I was late to this interview. I I was about 15, 20 minutes late. I thought Dan was gone. I'm not even going to make an excuse as to why I was late because I already made the excuse to him. So, But the fact that he still enjoyed himself, he still did that. Because like I said, when I joined, there's always a line that I can see at the bottom. So I'll know instantly if somebody is there or not. So when I was joining, the line didn't pop up at first, but I think it was because my laptop wasn't loading properly. The line just shot up. I said, wow. I was gracious. He's looking right at me. He was very understanding and very just eager. And like I said, the reason why I do that is just because y'all, y'all know me. Y'all know how I feel about time. Y'all know how I I hate, hate being like getting my time wasted. So I hate wasting other people's time. It's just like a pet peeve of mine. So I take it very personal when I'm not able to do what I said I was gonna do when I was able to. But you know, nonetheless, life happens. And I gave my A-game on this interview today. And obviously, Dan enjoyed it. So no, thank you so much, Dan. That's very gracious of you. And I'm calling out my audience. I'm calling out my live. I'm calling out everybody listening, whether you're watching it, listening, just on audio, anything like that. Look, D2B, go on Pure Spectrum CBD, but even if it's nothing more than just finding out something new. If you didn't learn anything from this interview, if it doesn't want to make you go to the website, maybe you need to fast. I mean, rewind a little bit because there's no way you came in here and you knew everything that my man Dan said, unless maybe you're on his team you're a doctor, maybe <laughs> or something like that. But even still, I know he he dropped something in there that you never heard before. Or even sorry to the if, if there's any other affiliates out there sorry to the customer service team that we got to kind of go through this but look we go d2b is going to show you all some love but no dan i really have to just thank you. just one thank you for just the education thank you just for the selfless approach that you have despite everything that's that's going on and that's happened thank you for recognizing that sometimes you have to take a step back but down and out doesn't just mean that it's done for you you, you didn't let that situation break you you came back and like i said it was almost like that rebirth that we reawakening. And now we're thinking 30, 40, 50, 60 years down the the line, down the future. So I'm so excited to really see the trajectory of where Pure Spectrum goes. And to everybody out there who's listening, whether you're tapping in with me live right now, whether you're coming across this episode and coming across the podcast for the first time, whether you're from Dan's side, my side, anything. I love y'all. Very appreciative for y'all. And I thank y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.